Welcome to the Next Level Show, a health and fitness podcast with a little bit of life. Hosted by Jonathan Alvarez, Gabriel Contreras, and Mike Nillis. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back to the Next Level Show. This health and fitness podcast where it's your one-stop shop to become healthy, fit, and sexy for life. Forever. What do you guys think about that intro? Forever. Ever. Ever, ever. Forever, ever. The ever, ever. <laughs> What's going on, guys? How you guys doing? A uh, little bit better now. Last night, it was uh, it got kind of intense. Like The anxiety level was at an all-time high. Let me tell you what happened. Ninjas? No, no, not yet. And if they were there, I didn't see them. Well, you wouldn't. Hence me saying that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, so, so me and Jennifer were just watching TV and stuff. We're watching a movie. And it was like around 9.30 or so. Girls are down. We're just there. It's about maybe like halfway into the movie. Anyways, next thing we know, the, 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 the damn fire alarm starts going off. Oh, no. And it starts to like blaring out loud, like crazy, in, in, insane level. And it starts, and it also, it doesn't just say, just doesn't just go off. It just starts saying fire, fire. And then it starts going off. And I'm like, what the hell is this? So I'm thinking it's my security alarm. So I go and I turn it off and it still waits. And then eventually kind of goes off. And then the first thing I do is go check on the girls. Cause I'm thinking like, they must be freaking out because we were just freaking the hell out. Cause like everything was like flashing red and turns out i have no idea what the hell caused it i call up my security alarm it wasn't them me calling them uh, kind of like it started a domino effect of having some kind of an issue with my system but eventually I, we found out what it was and it was just our fire alarms that came with the house and they were just it was just set off uh, we had a candle going off but we were just we typically have a candle like at night mm -hmm. so i don't know it was just dude i i was just all over the place. Like I, I think if I checked my heart rate, it was probably like at one forty something, because it was just uh, you could just imagine you're just there all of a sudden and just saying that there's a fire. I, I go and I like burst through every single room just to make sure that everything was all good, like no smoke or no nothing, the garage, whatever. It was uh, it was a little intense. Me explaining it may nice now that I'm saying it may not sound like so crazy, but in the moment, just think of like you know some blaring sounds, red lights going off, a thing saying fire multiple times, and it, it was just little 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 nuts. I mean, hey, at least you know it works. Oh uh, no, nah, does it though? Because there I was mean, not, there was nothing. Maybe too well. It knew the, it knew that there was a candle going, and it wanted to alarm you. <laughs> it's so high tech super sensitive i don't know down, you got to bring down the sensitivity feature on it uh probably but i don't know what the hell was up with that i don't even know which one set it off because all of them started kind of like going off in succession so pretty trippy i'd be freaking out too probably be like ah oh, fuck my tv everything that i i don't have insurance it's lost guys i don't even remember if i told you this or not but jen and i um applied for life insurance uh, through our home insurance, which is a, nice. a, wise, a wise choice in my opinion. But yes, um, these motherfuckers told me I was overweight. Ooh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. So when the lady came, she comes, she draws blood, you answer questions, yeah. blah, 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 the whole process. Um, she busts out the scale. I'm like, okay. Oh. 
you know, step on the scale. She's like, about how tall are you? I'm like, I already know where this is going in my head. My trainer, <laughs> my trainer head is going yes, already. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so, you know, about five, nine, I was like 174 or something like that. Uh, definitely not overweight. And I was like, I sat down and I was like, are you, are you going to do this based off of my BMI? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, why? She's like, well, that's just how we do it. And I'm like, but look at me, use your eyeballs. Like I'm not. And she didn't tell me that I was overweight right then and there. It came like afterwards when the rate was like higher and they give you like a report with like all of your blood levels and your blood pressure and all that stuff. Yeah. Everything looked good. The only red thing was um, blood pressure was slightly high, probably because I just got done buying a house and my BMI, I was slightly overweight. And I was like, mm, that's pretty stupid. So very ESA to all of the peoples that are listening to this. Um, if you were not like obviously overweight, don't base anything off of your BMI because that's more geared towards people that are like overweight. Um, if you exercise, if you have any amount of muscle on you, it's going to tell you that you're overweight because I'm definitely, I'm maybe, I'm certainly not in like the best shape of my life at this point, but I'm not overweight. I have maybe like, I'm below 15% body fat. I know that for sure. I eat vegetables. That was probably the most confusing part of the whole process because they didn't care how much activity I got. They didn't ask me how many vegetables I eat, how much red meat, anything like that. Anything that's like a good health indicator to me. It was really weird. The BMI is good for general population with very little average muscle mass to body fat ratio. It could be applicable. It's still Mm. average for the average, average person. But well, according according to according to that, sorry to interrupt according to that same uh, formula like I would I would have the same thing it would say that I'm overweight correct and it would and then I kind of played around with the numbers just to kind of see well what would be considered normal according to this to this formula mm-hmm. I think it would be like around 130 140 pounds would be considered normal can yeah, you imagine correct. either one of us at 130 pounds yeah yep. that's that's it what i would I've, be unhealthy that's what i Correct. found out too I, I would have to weigh about 160 150 pounds somewhere Less around there that. just to be at like the top end of average i'm like that's oh, yes. no no that's not even enough. because because that's me I, and i and i put my same exact formula same exact thing that i kind of keep on putting up and it still says that i'm overweight Really? So yeah, it needs to be like one thirty or something like that in order. There to be- are there are other body uh, those uh, insurance companies, the life insurance companies. There's there are other ones that do have to do with you know athletes and stuff. So yeah. technically, in the future, if you ever get curious, you can kind of like check them out and see what they say. They'll well, that's what we did. Oh, that's what you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the same thing. We got uh, life insurance, I want to say about like three years ago or something like that, maybe even four. And we had them come over and that was a big question for me. I was just like, look, I know if it, if I plug in, you know, my height and weight, you're going to say that I'm overweight. However, that doesn't tell the big picture. Like I said, use your eyeballs. Like the lady came over and then I was like, well, what's it going to say? Or she's like, no, 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 no. We're going to make sure that we put in your activity level and that'll be, you know, as a plus for you. Um, the way that your lifestyle is and all these other kind of things that they should take into account as opposed to just saying, okay, well, how much do you weigh? What is your height? Yeah. Let's get your blood work. And then that's it. Because that's, um, while that is uh, a part of the, uh, the, the equation, it does not tell the whole picture. And it just, it's, it's unfair to the individual who does the right things, who does a lot of healthy activities and it's kind of like, fee. exactly. So now we actually got a really good rate. So 
Oh, that's good. That's good who, to know. Who did you um, lose, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, uh, keep going. I'll get back to you. Okay. You can always text me later with it. See. Long story and, short, I did not get life insurance through them. Price was a little too high. Okay. But I, I haven't got I haven't gotten life insurance yet. I probably won't until I have. Yeah, you shouldn't. Yeah. yeah don't worry about it for now. Like yeah, there's yeah. a kid in a house involved, like, then it's worth it. Maybe even like ten years. Like you're yeah. you're totally fine. Mm. Well, once I have a child, I will. That's like one thing I've come to terms with. Like I'll do yeah. that once I have a child. Besides that, yeah, there's really nothing else that I'm really caring about that I have that I own that's like really that important or anyone that's really depending on me per se. So, but on other news, Gabe asked me a question the other day about my B situation. For the, for the list for the listeners that are new and haven't heard the other episodes where I mentioned that I had a bee incident in my house where they got into a hole in the wall outside in the backyard and they were in the concrete block um, in the house. Basically, it was a lot, a lot, a lot of bees. Probably, if I had to guesstimate, 1,300 bees total. Um, and I had to hire a professional. Long story short, I hired a professional. It was a process instead of just killing the bees because my biggest thing was uh, trying to be something, doing something good for the environment. So we hired a professional. They came over. The process took a little longer because it was done the right way, just like your fitness journey. Uh, it was done. <laughs> the- and uh, it took a couple weeks to get them completely out, but we were able to save, I want to say, maybe close to all of them it's like kind of a bold statement to say but i felt like a lot of them were able to get out safely into her into another box where they were able to kind of create their hive in and the guy took the box eventually and i haven't seen a bee since it's been already i want to say three weeks since the box was taken away so I posted pictures on the private group. Uh, basically, it's all good to go. I went and I actually looked at the hole really closely because I haven't actually been close to that wall since the bees were there. And it was really cool. The way he created was a wired cone looking thing. And he, and he put a little tiny opening so that they could get out. But for some reason, the, the, the way it's shaped, it doesn't allow the bees to go back inside. So it's very interesting how that little cone, that wired cone, actually created a, a like a force field around this hole and they weren't able to get out oh i'm sorry get back in and yeah we i was able to save all the bees and now my house is bee free my hero nice um i have a critter update as well i don't remember oh how long ago this happened but i told you guys about the rat that enter uh entered yes. our garage and chewed on some wires affectionately named rat damon uh he hasn't been back he's gone and I'm not sure if I'm happy about that or if I would rather have caught him in one of my traps, but either way, mm. Rat Damon is gone. Rat Damon. But I didn't even hear the original story about Rat Damon. Oh? No? Did I not share that on the podcast? No, you did. I think I did. Yeah. Yeah. He, he came got in, caught in the, yeah. had a snack, he pooped in the corner, he ate some of the uh, wires on Jen's car. And was, it I cost on, was, I, her... was I on the show or did I leave that moment? Maybe you mentally left. You never Perhaps. listen to me anymore. This is true. What did wow. you say? Um, yeah, but he's nowhere to be found. What are we talking about? Um, hey, John, so you got anything else going on? <laughs> Fuck. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 
um probably man i don't know it might have been a day where i was just not boost you know at my best I, yeah. i'm gonna start investing in nootropics again bro because that makes such a big difference on my a game i remember that one episode we did that i was on fire and i felt it the clarity there's nothing worse than being like having that foggy brain and lately yeah. dude i've been having some really vivid and crazy dreams which dude i don't think it's a good thing it feels like i'm waking up hella tired like i'm not i'm sleeping my normal hours i've been really good about getting into bed at a good time i've been really making a push right but for some reason i don't know what's going on with my mind lately but i've been having these really crazy dreams not all necessarily bad some are kind of like wake up and you're like what the fuck am i thinking about you know and then i wake up and i'm just tired dude i don't know i think that i don't know if i want to dream we need to bring Amy Bender back to solve this mystery. This is true. If yeah. you guys liked Amy Bender, Dr. Amy Bender's episode, shoot her a message and let her know that Jonathan needs her help because he's having, um, he needs the interpretation of these dreams. Or is it like a, like, like a therapist? Maybe <laughs> both. Have you guys considered, I don't know if any of you guys have, I personally haven't, but have you guys considered doing counseling or just therapy? Yes, because um, yeah, I've yeah. actually I've done that in my past. Oh, what you yeah. what you think of it? Uh, it was it was good. It was um, it's one of those things where you don't realize how much there is to talk about until you start talking. I can imagine. I'm a talker, so yeah, there's more to talk about. Wow. Yeah, um, especially you know when they start asking questions that you never really think of, and then um, it's always nice to get a third party's opinion because they don't ultimately care. Um, they listen, wow. and you're paying them for it, so it's kind of weird in that sense. But you're getting an outsider's perspective who has no real stake in your life whatsoever, which is a unique perspective, in my opinion. How about you, Gabe? Uh, I, I, I have you ever done it, it first? Yes, I did. Yeah, okay. I did just cause, and I don't know. I felt as if I know the purpose is to ask questions, probing questions for you to kind of a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self-awareness is needed for, for that to get the benefit. But I just felt as if like, I'm like, I could do this myself talking to myself in the mirror. Like it, it I, maybe the questions they were asking weren't uh, connecting to me at that moment in time. Maybe today I'd probably get more out of it. Uh, I, I I just did it once and that's it. And I was just like, eh. Okay. okay. So you only did it one time. You didn't get you didn't literally get, one time. Like, that's okay. That. And maybe that's, that's maybe that was unfair of me to only yeah. give it one time as opposed yeah. to just you know kind of come back. Uh, again, it was because of, just because I felt as if I was like, um, fine, whatever. Yeah, that's 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 kind of like taking one session with a with a personal trainer, right? They're just trying to get started figure it out you're not really going to feel like you left with a full value out of your dollar from one session um i i think anyways i did it for like i don't know like two months three months something like that every yeah, every week I, or something yeah okay. i would try to go for if i did it at least a month i would try to commit to minimum a month and then see by the second or third session how i'm feeling if it's genuinely I'm pretty open-minded when it comes to things like that. Obviously, we talk a lot on the show, so it's a way it's almost therapeutic. We talk about random stuff anyways, which kind of gets us revved up and fired up for the actual topic of each episode. But I'm actually curious to see because I want a professional to be able to probe the questions that would probably be needed, maybe the ones that I may 
possibly avoid on my own and see what kind of conversation comes from that and what I'm able to bring out. Not because there's inherently anything that I'm sad about or upset about. It's just, I don't think I need to get to a point where I'm in a bad spot to look for help, you know, not look for help, but just, I think everyone maybe could benefit. And that was just something I was having a conversation with um, a couple of friends about it. Random, we just got into, I think it's because it was um, mental health month or mental awareness or mental health awareness month, something like that. Basically with the suicides and everything that happens is with everything's a lot of conversation about mental health. So I think that it's a, um, it's a very interesting. I think if I didn't do personal training, I would probably go into some, if I went back to school, I'd probably go into something with psychology just because I feel that it's a very, it's very interesting. Why do we act the way we do? Why do we bring like, we're, I think in some ways we're very predictable. Like, yes, you don't think we are, but we, everything has a reason why we act or, tr- or something triggers you. And those are always things that have kind of, uh, has been fascinating me more lately. So if I did go back to get an education, will further my education, it would be in that realm. Yeah. It's a great point you made where you don't need to be in a certain, you know, quote unquote, bad or negative spot in order to, to seek this type of um, assistance or, or, or use this tool, just go just cause just to kind of see how, how things are. And you might uncover something that, you know, you can improve upon or, or that you benefit from that you didn't know. Right. If, if you have this access, there's a lot of, um, with what you're saying, there's a lot of uh, attention towards, uh, you know, mental health, you know, uh, suicide prevention, all these other kind of um, uh, things that more companies are paying more attention towards. So they have this as a resource for you. Uh, a lot of times it's free. And it was for me, which is why I said, you know what, let me just take advantage of this. Why the hell not? Um, but I did, didn't do the right, right by it by sticking with it. So if you were to go it. I would suggest, you know, just again, just trying it out, you know, why the hell not? And just sticking with it for like, you you know, like you mentioned, John, like a, like a month, give it a couple of sessions, especially if it's, you know, not coming out of your pocket, then just. I mean, it would, I'd probably have to go come out of my pocket. I don't have no uh, benefits anywhere. Just, so well, I'm just talking, I'm talking to those, you know, who are, you know, in corporate. Oh, yeah. If you have access to this, do it. And I think yeah. honestly, though, if I found a way to pay for it, maybe my therapist would give me good quality attention maybe the person wasn't treating you because he's like oh, this is a free session it's giving me well i mean they're getting paid regardless right it's just yeah, not for out of maybe, your pocket well maybe they're not getting paid as much as you think i would they imagine there'd be some more. type yeah i would imagine it's insurance some type, yes exactly mm, you'd be surprised oh. even with gym memberships they pay nothing to the gyms yeah well yeah. jonathan just barter training sessions there you go. I thought that's where you were going to go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm probably going to do that. Yeah, dude. I'm going to be like, hey, I'll train you. Can you please talk to me? After I train break? you. You train me. It'll be fun. I, yeah. I am the worst, though, when it comes to like uh, having access to these uh, free things or, or, or and just taking advantage of them. I do not. I barely go to the doctor. I barely do all these other kind of things that I have access to for free or whatever. I just I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm, I'm OK. I'm good. You know, I'm fine. Yeah, I go do my annual, system. you know, if I need, and only because my, you know, I'm kind of forced to, to, for the insurance, but I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. And I hate going there for the annual because they don't tell me anything. Yeah. What is it? They just, they, they just, okay. Step on the scale. Let me get your blood pressure. Okay. Uh, maybe, you know, draw blood um, or they might just prick your finger, but I, I kind of, don't see much value in, in what they provide. If they would go more in depth and, and say, okay, well, let's look at your vitals. Let's, you know, let's talk about this. 
and fine. Um, where I was before in, um, in, in Chico's, they, they had a pretty good in-house doctor that um, was, we, we had a pretty good relationship. And they did kind of like, you know, go a little more in depth, but typically they don't. So yeah, I kind of just I say. I, okay. I, have, I have the same thought process with a lot of, uh, you know, just the general physicians that kind of just check you out and, hey, your cholesterol is a little high. Can we lower that in the next couple of months to come back? No. It's like, oh, stay away from the fat, stay away from the red meat or do this. It's like very general information, which... I guess to be objective and fair, it's probably because just like we deal with a lot of people on the daily day-to-day basis with fitness, we know how many people do we really do, how many people really care about knowing the the why or the details of certain things, probably the people they deal with just are going there forced or they just want to know, oh, cholesterol, all right, let me go, let me just stop eating this and I want to keep drinking my beer every day, like three bottles of beer every day, but let me just, yeah, let me just cut out this red meat couple times a week but they're still not addressing other problems i know and it's not against them you know because they're just going by what they're 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 doing of course you know, but i try to be as as engaging as possible i try to ask probing questions and say well what about this and and try to bring things up just to kind of get that uh, conversation going where they know that i care about you know my health and well-being and trying to improve upon that or get it as best as possible but I always get the same exact answers. I always get the same thing. It's, it's like the, the the nurse that, you know, for the insurance that, you know, we talked about Mike, but they came in and just talking to you about your BMI. And I, I just look at yeah. them I'm like, okay, thank you. Thanks. Mm. Bye. Can I go now? <laughs> I got into a debate with my physician years ago about the cholesterol thing. Not a debate, but I asked some questions. Didn't seem to really like be responsive to explain things. He was kind of just trying to get through his next patient. So there was that learning experience. And that's when I was kind of learning that there was more to just, you know, dietary cholesterol than, Hey, your cholesterol is high or low. There's more to it, obviously, but it just kind of showed me that this physician was outdated, unfortunately. Yeah. Been in the industry for probably like years and years and years. Probably give two shits about this young kid asking questions. Like, who's this kid? No, like the arteries yeah. like this, this, this does this. I'm like, but that's not what I'm asking you. Anyways, I got frustrated, left it like that. Like, haven't you read any recent literature? <laughs> it's like fucking like 20, 22 or some shit. Who was I, right? Um, but let's talk about fitness, shall we? But. But. No, but. Fitness. But. Yeah, but. No, but. But. Yes. Glutes. Jeeps. Glutes and pants. Cakes. Glutes and pants and glutes and pants and glutes and Bunches, bunches. So we, we, we've talked about this before, right? About how to best <laughs> uh, grow this particular muscle or set of muscles. Yes. I'm more excited about this shit, man. And what we, we said. Butts, baby. <laughs> and what did, we, what did we suggest before? Like squats and deadlifts, right? Because that yeah. will be the biggest bang for your buck. And that should be in the cornerstone of your training if you want to improve upon this or make any kind of gains within this type of uh, area. But there are other... other um, exercises, tools, uh, ways that you can improve upon this, right? So what's, uh, what would you, I mean, the first thing that comes to my mind would be a hip thrust. I don't know if we included that before, but that would be the top. If you're not talking about squats, deadlifts, for sure, a hip thrust or, or heavy hip thrust in, in particular. Would before, be good- before we actually get into it, I'm actually very excited. I'm kind of, you know, I kind of don't do this until the episode is already recorded, but we have scheduled... Uh, possibly for middle of next week for our listeners, uh, Paul Carter, 
he actually is a pretty well-respected dude in the fitness space. Talking, if you anything that has to do with hypertrophy and building muscle, this is one of the top guys I think right now that puts out really good information. He actually has a lot of controversial things that we say and goes against the stuff that we say, which only made me want to have him on the show more. Not because I ne- I don't technically disagree with him and anything. It's um, he makes very valid points, and I think he would bring up a bunch of exercises that didn't revolve around squats and deadlifts on building glutes and, and building X muscle on X body part, whatever, right? So I'm actually excited for those. If you guys like this type of conversation about exercises or training styles or you know the different things you can be doing for your body, this is probably the episode you guys are going to want to check out for probably next week. We'll keep you posted, obviously, but it just made me think of him because he made a post recently about I'm kind of going against the traditional deadlift. He does trap bar deadlifts and other variations of deadlifts for glutes, but this is perfect because we're talking about things that you can do outside of those two main movements. And Gabe already started off on a, on a great exercise, which is a hip thrust. Um, to follow that up, a very, other variations of hip thrust are, are, are at your, at your, in your arsenal. If you do it, let's say you don't have weight, or you want to throw in variations off the floor, off a bench. There's so many ways of variation, so many ways to, you know, throw in some variety for those, those exercises that are technically not squat or a deadlift. But I think it's also understanding what's happening. I think, um, are we going to include lunges as a, as part of a squat or can we use lunges as a, that was going to be in, in, in my, in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, what about that? I mean, like that would be a great one, but maybe it's best not to, right. Because it's, it, it's, it's kind of, it no, goes, well, it, then this is the re- this is why I was going to bring this up because to explain what's happening to train the glute, I think it's understanding the function of what's happening with the glute and why, possibly the squat for a good chunk chunk of people can benefit from as as they can from a deadlift is understanding what's happening in a hip thrust and what's happening maybe in a lunge uh, situation so in a hip thrust the benefits you're getting is loading the glutes is in this shortened position when your hips rise up and you squeeze your cheeks together you are shortening the muscles you are flexing the muscle just like you would curl uh, dumbbell for your biceps. The top position is what's happening to your hips. You're shortening the muscle as tight as you can and contracting. The benefits from, like, say, example, from a, a, a lunge, which if you want to get really technical, it's a split stance variation of a squat. But let's just say this is you don't have a barbell, you don't have a squat cage, and you want to build glutes at home or without loading your spine. I would, I'm going to argue a little bit throwing in the lunge and please don't take it away guys. Let's play with the lunge because the lunge super underrated for building glutes. Everybody thinks quads. Everyone thinks, you know, maybe hamstrings, but no one actually, a lot of people don't think about the glutes and how you can make that happen is the, we already talked about the hip thrust being a shortening position. The lunge can be a great way to load and lengthen the, the muscle for the glutes. Would you, in order to, you can put more of a focus on your glutes when you're lunging, but it wouldn't be just be a typical or your, the lunge that you've been doing normally or, or knowing the difference between them, right? Because yeah. you would have to just ang- the angle of your, of your shin. Is that correct? Yeah. So how angle would you- Angle of your shin and even the, 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 the position of your upper body matters too. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how would, 
if someone wants to use a lunge to grow their glutes or to put more of a focus on their glutes, how would they position their body? How would they position the angle of their, their shin? What would you say? I've been, I've been meaning to make a video on this because it's going to be better with a, with a visual, but to paint the picture in your mind for anyone that's listening, either driving or just at home and playing this in their headphones or whatever. But I want you to imagine a normal lunge that you probably envision where your posture is super upright and your legs, you know, you're just lunging. Everything's 90 degrees. Everything's super perfect. Your a shin lot is vertical. Of, if it's vertical, you know, it's, you know, lining up, you know, your knee with your ankle, basically. Uh, a lot of times that's going to put just more stress, depending on where your weight on your feet is, on your quads. You're still going to get some uh, carryover to your glutes and hamstrings, but a lot of the emphasis can be put on your quads. When you feel like the burning in the front of the legs, a lot of people feel that when they're lunging, when I train them. Now to switch that over and put more emphasis on the glutes, you want to kind of shift your upper body a bit which is going to just make you slightly lean forward. Um, it's going to create, if you think about it, like almost if you think about that position, take a picture of yourself doing it from a side angle. You'll notice if you were to draw a line, you would see how the, the more your body drops forward, the, the longer the lever you create for your glutes, the more the muscle is inherently stretching. Um, and that's where you're going to kind of load the hips, the hamstrings and your glutes more in a lunge. Mike? I would I would say with the the caveat of keeping your spine neutral because uh, some yes. people can trick themselves by rounding their back thinking they're leaning forward and really they're just bending their spine and not actually changing the angle of their torso in relation to their hips because they're only Very their rib true. cage is going forward but yeah I do agree both of you um, I've actually done a video on this and yes as you lean forward your shin natu naturally goes forward as well it's very difficult to keep your shin perfectly vertical and lean forward with good posture it's a I think it's like a balance thing. Um, but yeah, I was going to mention lunge. Um, that's a really, really good one. And if you can get to the point where you can engage your glutes and your hamstrings on that, you're just getting more bang for your buck out of something that's a staple in most exercises, most exercise programs, I would say. To expand on what you're mentioning about your keeping your upper body uh, in a good position. So essentially you're just hinging more so at the hip. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. What I um, how do you guys feel about, um, cause I remember this one with Jonathan, this was, a this one, I think I literally said that my glutes were trembling after we did these, we did, uh, we did step ups for the first time. Um, and again, uh, oh, yeah. completely different focus where as opposed to either bouncing off of the foot that's on the ground, when you're doing a step up, you have one foot up on like a bench or a box or something like that. And you're standing up using the, the leg that's, that's up on the box. Um, Looking at it from the side, there's a bunch of different ways to do this. One, you can keep your torso perfectly vertical, drive your foot through the box, and then you'll put a lot of emphasis more on your quads, again, with the torso being vertical. If you lean forward a little bit, again, spine neutral, um, put all of your weight on that front leg, and then try to ignore the, the back leg as much as possible. Um, you will get a little bit more glute involved. Um, plus, you always, you know, you mentally want to put yourself in the place where you're squeezing your butt. Um, cause that's, th that's part of every exercise. It's, uh, you're contracting and stretching and contracting and, str and stretching. So if you're getting the stretch, but not the contraction, uh, you're, you're missing half of what you should be doing. So always, anytime you're looking to target your glutes, you always want to squeeze your butt every single time with not, not with your hands. Mike, I don't know if you remember also on the way down from that is, you know, you made a good point about remembering to keep, you know, the torso, slightly leaning forward keeping your spine straight doing this creating like we once said just a longer lever for the glutes 
But the main thing too, not only just from pushing off, it, the, all the benefits that you're also getting is when you come down, you kind of want to keep yourself angled forward, lowering and kind of fighting a little bit of that resistance, you know, that gravity yeah. pushing you down. Because a lot of people, when they do step ups, the mistake that they don't get much from it, they're still getting some benefits, but you're not fully getting the negative from it is because you just let yourself fall down and just let, you know, gravity, boop, you just pop back down, bounce back up, boop. which you can probably load a lot of weight, bloop. Um, but if you actually fight it on the way down, try to land very softly on that back leg where it's, you know, you're not even, you don't hear anything. Um, like Mike usually references, you want to land like a ninja, yep. then you're going to actually be able to take that muscle through a longer range of motion. That's what's going to be stabilizing. Obviously your quads are going to get worked. It's impossible to completely isolate one part of the leg, but by you creating that lever, putting the time under tension with the muscle, you're going to actually get more bang for your buck there. I would probably add two things to that. One, um, that's a great point to make sure you're going down slowly, uh, finishing a step up, regardless of your intention or focus when doing a step up, if you want to just do it uh, with a glute focus or not, I would probably say to just use that same cue of coming down as slow as possible and land as quietly as possible when performing this movement, regardless of your focus. And then two, when you're doing um, the step up and you're kind of like, you know, uh, like you said, having your, your body a little bit more uh, lean forward, try to fight the urge or, or, or try to be aware of the placement of your foot. Don't drive off of the balls of your feet right? You would want to drive off the, your, your whole foot. So, mm -hmm. because right, if you put yourself in that kind of like situation, especially someone who isn't familiar with the movement or just starting from the beginning, doing this on their own, uh, they should know what to look for, right? And if you notice that you're pushing off with the balls of your feet, uh, I would say to just try to uh, focus more on, on, on the whole foot, not to, as opposed to the balls. Absolutely. I agree hundred percent. Mike? How do you guys feel about the, I think it's called a cable pull through? Yeah. yeah. Am yes. I, is that the right name? How do you guys feel about those? I've never actually done them. I've done it with I've, clients and they, I've tried it. They're able to load that. It's almost like doing a standing hip thrust for people that don't know you have the cables uh, going through your legs and your hands are right in front of you, grabbing the two ends of the rope or any type of attachment that works well for you. You're going to let yourself hinge back, like letting the weight pull the cable machine, pull you towards the machine. Then you're going to, bring those hips all the way through and squeeze at the top and straighten out in neutral spine. Uh, really putting emphasis on squeezing your glutes at the top. You know, you don't want to just completely relax once you're up there. And for a lot of people, it, it works well. I don't use them for me or lately I have actually, I don't have anybody doing that per se, but um, yeah, when it comes to glute training, it's a great option. Um, Gabe, did you have anything to add on that one? Uh, yeah, I mean, I've tried it myself and I didn't, you know, there's some, there's some exercises that you kind of like feel like you said, if you don't get the most out of it, not because you're doing it inherently wrong, but just, I'd rather do something else. Like for instance, me personally, as opposed to doing this, if I have the option, I'd prefer to do like a hip thrust because it's, it's that same motion and think of even whatever this all that we're covering here, we're still doing that same exact position of hinging at the hips and trying to load as much as possible and driving the hips forward. So it's, it's similar to um, like, a, the, the, like a back extension, right? If you were to kind of uh, get yourself in the same exact position, you're hinging at the hips and then you're kind of coming up forward. So it's, it's like the pull through. Uh, I, I, people uh, like this exercise, they include it. If you feel as if you're, you're really feeling the muscle when you're doing this motion, then for sure, just kind of keep on, keep on doing it. And if not, then just give it a try. Like I did, I gave it a try. 
Um, and I'd rather not. Also, I want to I add too is that a lot of the stuff that we're suggesting is also going to have to come down to you. Like Gabe is saying, if it works, you know, if you notice something's just, you're just not getting, you know, you can't feel the muscle. You may want to try other regressions or other variations close to it and see what works for you. And this just depends on your build, um, your level of experience, you know. So that's why we suggest a lot of people start with the fundamental movements. Yeah. They are just basic skills that are going to kind of trickle into all these other styles because it requires hinging, it requires balance, it requires stability, overall strength to just do them. Um, one that I want to throw in that's I think that you might not even see coming, guys, is the ice skaters. Yeah, that's, that. a, that's a good one. Yeah, you're right. So I would, the reason I, I've been playing with these more with certain clients, um, just because I liked, I've been throwing in a little bit more dynamic stuff, a little bit more explosive work. Um, there's a skill to the ice skaters for people that don't know what it is. It's when you, you jump actually side to side on one leg. The goal is when you jump, you want to jump a decent distance, not where it causes you to like stumble, but you want to jump and then you want to land that, that on that foot and, and balance out. Um, there's, I think variations of it, but usually all you'll land and you'll keep that back leg, the leg that's not jumping very soft on the ground, but mainly putting all your weight on the leg that's you're landing on. Then you push off that leg, you jump straight to the other side sideways and land on the opposing side. And then you continue to repeat those movements. Believe it or not, if done properly and fire and you're actually pushing off and landing on those on that leg one at a time, it's surprising how sore your, your side butt gets, you know, for your glute med. Um, people, they, they tell me like, man, my glutes are super sore on like the side of my butt. And it's a different movement. It's explosive. It's dynamic. It's, it's even like, you know, fun and challenging in a weird way. It's just get you just to do something like out of the ordinary, just in place one foot at a time. You're actually doing something, you're moving around, you're sweating, you're getting tired, but it's, if done with intention of power and strength, it's a great way to, to, to work the glutes. Yeah. And it makes perfect sense, right? Because when you're doing a, um, like a sumo deadlift, then what's a cue that you really want to focus on when you're doing this? It's spreading the floor, right? So when you're doing these ice skaters, you're exactly doing that, but just more of in a dynamic fashion, right? If I'm going to jump to my right, then I'm using my left foot to really push against uh, to, uh, against to, to propel me to that side. Excuse me. There's a big brain fart there. We all need nootropics. This is what I've realized. Maybe so. <laughs> we need a so, nootropic company to sponsor us. Ayo. Hello. Um, so yeah, this is, this is a great one for, for that. And it makes perfect sense. A uh, good way to add some dynamic uh, training to your routine. And it's, it's something that, yeah, I've implemented. I used it when I was doing a uh, map screen. And same thing with some clients that when I had them running a version of this and it, they, they for sure uh, commented that they felt it on their, on their side, butt. yeah, uh, I think I know we're on a bit of a time crunch, but I think honorable mention, uh, glute ham race, which you need a specific piece of equipment to do. Um, and then kettlebell swings possibly if done correctly. Those are a little Absolutely. bit more technical, but all like kind of dynamic, you know, functional style movements. I yeah. would say. Yeah, I'd probably I'd probably put the glute ham raise as like number one A or one B, and the only one on there on par with that would be like a um, a hip thrust. It is amazing if you have access to 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 this equipment, then it's just great. I think a, a, a like a more at home or a gym version of this would be what is it called a Nordic Nordic hamstring curls. There you go. That is a that is a hamstring Charlie horse just waiting to happen. 
Yes. Uh, but speaking on, on dynamic and other ways, other things that, you know, you wouldn't really think so much about uh, for training the glutes would be either a sprints or uh, like a sled push. Yep. I, uh, yeah. I, I sprinted one time when I haven't sprinted in a while. Uh, I don't know. I feel like kind of funky. I, I'm always like second guessing myself if my technique isn't, is, is on par or ready to go there. It's like, you know, if someone doesn't know how to stabilize in a squat, you wouldn't put like, you know, two or 300 pounds in your back. So I don't know if I can up that intensity because of my technique. But anyways, I sprinted and I swear to you, my glute was just like on fire. So, oh yeah. yeah. If you if if you really pay attention to those uh the 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 sprinters that do the hundred meter dash in the Olympics, I mean they have really well developed legs and their glutes are all usually well developed. You never see someone with a flat butt. Or is you someone look someone that plays football, you know, professional. A lot of football players that, you know, have a lot of power and pushing and running forward, they usually have well developed glutes. A glute, if you can develop your glutes, and the why we're putting emphasis on this, is not even for our just our ladies, it's for our guys too. If you want powerful disc squat and deadlift, you want to be just a strong overall human being, have strong glutes. I want to add the last thing that we kind of overlooked is just doing either a glute bridge off the floor or a version of a hip thrust, but doing actually tension holds, isometric holds in that position, in that shortened position, really getting connected and squeezing the glutes in those top positions, usually do really, really well to um, put a lot of, you know, mind muscle connection in that, in that, in that area. Right. Um, I know we didn't, we didn't want to say deadlifts, but not the deadlift per se, but a Romanian style deadlift, if you just hold same thing with an isometric at the top and just let it stretch those muscles, you're creating tension in the process. You're not letting just the weight just kind of hold you there. You're actually for keeping tight like a statue, creating that long, uh, in that long lengthened position, the long position, the lengthened position. Um, God, we need nootropics guys. No. Um, <laughs> so that and coffee or just cocaine, one of the, you know, just one substance that's just going to get us going. Um, oh, I'll stick to coffee. Thanks. <laughs> um, just be in that position, that lengthened position. You'll, you'll be able to one, build a lot of connectivity, feeling what muscles you're supposed to be feeling. Um, great way to add some variations without, you know, having to load anything with a lot of weight either. You can do this kind of just with your own body weight. And when you mentioned a, an isometric hold for a glute bridge, uh, this is where bands would come into play. Yeah. Right. And I'm you can per, even use perfect. them in, com in combination with the hip thrust. I've used them in, in, with a hip thrust before as well, where it really kind of like forces me to push out and I'm more um, uh, in tune with, with, with that feeling. Yeah, I think we basically covered all the ones that are because then we're going to naturally gravitate towards a squat variation or a deadlift variation. But these yeah. are stuff that you can do that technically aren't squats, but they're still squat or deadlifts, but they're still very uh, practical movements. If you notice, we didn't add a bunch of people were going to say like, well, what about bandits or walks or what about know, donkey kicks, kick, donkey kicks, you know, just overall side butt kicks, you know, uh, fire hydrants, just Clam all shells. those you know, all those type of movements, which they have value, but I feel like if you're still talking about your bang for your buck movements, I would probably do these first, you know, be your big movements. These would kind of follow if you, if you had to make up your routine of this and then maybe end with a couple of those smaller pumping movements, you could totally, absolutely. But uh, if you're talking, talking about limiting, lim uh, if you're limited on time, pick these these will probably do serve you a lot better um, as a secondary option. If you can't squat or deadlift properly or feel good doing it, uh, I think these will kind of really lend themselves well. See. Yes. Um, any announcements, anything that we got to talk about? 
to wrap it up. Um, I made cold brew with espresso and it's too much, (laughs) way too much. I treated it like, uh, like, like iced coffee. That was a mistake. Big mistake. (laughs) It's espresso treated as such. (laughs) Thanks for sharing. (laughs) Uh, Gabe, uh, any dad jokes for us today? Uh, yes. Uh, but, but first, uh, just Mike, just make sure on your way to work that you get in your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, this is one for Mike special dedication for you. Yes. So, uh, why did Chewbacca crash the millennium Falcon the first time he flew it? Uh, it was uh, a Wookiee mistake. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. It's actually interesting that uh, Chewbacca is a good pilot because he comes from Kashyyyk, which is like a forest world. And I mean, arguably pretty limited on technology. Um, I've never seen a, like a Kashyyyk fighter jet or anything like that. They have like those little flying things, but they look like gliders. This is a tangent that we don't have time for. All right. You lost that, officer. <laughs> with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If you did and you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe and leave us a five-star rating and a review if you're feeling extra generous. We really, really, really like those. Um, go, ahead and, yeah, go ahead and check us out on the Instagrams, the Next Level Show. Follow my personal page at John Oliver 7 Gabe is at Prime and Glory. And Mr. Mike is at Mike Nillis PT.